This is a Soulfire production. So today I want to talk about the idea of misdirected frustration because this is something that was super life-changing for me and it's a pattern that comes up all the time with clients and it really helps you get to the roots of what you're really feeling and why you're feeling it. And if we can get to the real root of why we're frustrated, then we know really what we need to shift so that we are no longer in that frustration. We can make any necessary shifts so that we are feeling good and aligned. And for me, as a generator in human design, frustration is my sign that I am out of alignment. But even if that's not your not self theme, thing for for anybody, right? That emotion of of feeling frustrated or it could be whatever else is coming up. If you're feeling like something is off, right? If if you're not in alignment with happiness, this is a signal to you, hey, there's something here that needs to be shifted or looked at. And usually when we get to the root of what we're really frustrated about, this is where we find what we really need to look at to make this deep transformation in our lives and actually attract in our desires. So I'm going to give you a few examples of what I mean by misdirected frustration and how this shows up because it is really common. And the the most common one I see is with businesses and relationships. So what people do when they are frustrated with something in their lives or they don't want to look at something in their lives, they don't want to admit something is not the way they want it to be what we will often do is misdirect that frustration onto whatever is the easiest target. It's sort of like the idea of how people will be, I mean, not that they will be, but sometimes people are really mean to people in their family because they think they're my family, so they'll never leave me. Okay, this isn't conscious, but because people know or they think that, well, I have a different opinion on family. You know you know, what I'm getting at. So if people, if somebody has the belief that their family will never really leave them, or maybe they're in a marriage and they have this belief of like, this person is always going to be here. Sometimes that that is why that person will misdirect their anger or frustration onto that person, because deep down it feels safer than expressing what is not feeling good to someone who might actually leave their lives, which hate to shatter the illusion, but Just because somebody's a family member or married to you doesn't mean that they can't leave your life. So anyway, people do this all the time. But this is just avoidance, right? People who just avoid things or ways that we avoid things, not even intentionally, but subconsciously because it's not comfortable, right? So if we're not comfortable feeling, if we're not comfortable feeling lower frequency emotions, if we have trauma around times when we've been really hurt and felt things really intensely, if we have develop these stories around what it means to get upset or what the fallout of that is. All of those beliefs can make us want to kind of avoid those situations really because we're trying to protect ourselves, but actually can have some negative repercussions, right? So most of this is not intentional, but what will happen is, and this is the most common way I see it. Somebody might be really frustrated with their business. Maybe they're really frustrated with their business partner. Maybe they are really frustrated with their team, with the marketing strategy and it's not working the way they want it to to work or they're just not hitting the uh, the sales goals that they were planning on whatever it is they're frustrated with something in their business and they feel like they can't control that they feel like they can't control it or they don't know 
how to fix it, or they don't want to get upset with somebody on their team. They don't want to be a bitch. They don't want to be too much. They don't want to be mean. They want to sort itself out. Maybe they avoid conflict in general. They're frustrated and they, they don't really want to look at that or, or they don't even want to face that it's not working, right? Maybe you know that person on your team is really just not the best fit, but you really like them as a person. Maybe you have some previous history. Maybe you're telling yourself it's a bad time. I have too much else going on. I can't deal with a rehire, whatever it is. So you avoid looking at that frustration or it feels so big. It feels so big that you don't even want to let yourself feel it. You won't even admit to yourself how annoyed you are, right? So you're just putting it a little under the surface. And this happens all the time, right? I see people all the time. It's like not until after you finally leave that position and suddenly you realize how angry you were, how annoyed you were. It's not until you finally release that person from your business that you realize, oh my gosh, I was so upset. I was so frustrated because we just don't let ourselves fully feel it because it's a survival response. It's like, if I'm stuck in this situation because we're living in the illusion that we're stuck in a situation, which you're not, you can always choose to leave. But if we're stuck in the illusion that that we are stuck in the situation, then we are going to suppress a lot of these emotions and feelings so that we can survive in the situation. Because if we are conscious of how angry or upset or hurt we are, it feels like I can't survive that situation. I know I'm going to leave, which maybe you should do. Anyway, so let's say somebody's dealing with that with any aspect of their business. Those are just a few examples. And so then what they do is they are so focused on, let's say their partner. And every little thing their partner is doing is annoying them. And they're having these blow up arguments with their partner all the time. And now they're like, I feel like my relationship isn't working out. I'm so frustrated with this person. I'm having all these doubts about my relationship. And now they're going to see this person and that person about their relationship. And they're so focused on their relationship because they don't want to look at where the real problem lies, which is their business. Because we're so cute and we will direct our frustration toward whatever we think we can tackle or we can shift or whatever feels like safer for us or easier for us to shift and change, right? And and maybe that person goes so far as to end their relationship and maybe there weren't even any real problems in their relationship. And then guess what? You're still left with the same issues in your business. You just didn't want to look there. Or maybe there were problems in your relationship. I don't know. Could go either way, right? I see that all the time. I see that all the time. And so when this is coming up with clients or friends and they're so focused and the way, the the way this will come up is that person is like so zeroed in on this thing that isn't even a real problem, but they're making a problem out of it. Right. So if somebody's talking to you and you're like, why is this such a big deal? Like, why are you, you might be thinking this in your head, right? This person is just kind of blowing this out of proportion. I feel like there's a lot of intensity around this thing that really doesn't need this much intensity. Like it seems like their frustration or anger or whatever it is, is a bit disproportionate to what's actually going on. This is the moment where we kind of zoom out and be like, what else is actually going on in their life that they don't really know how to deal with or want to deal with or can't, not that they can't, but they're not allowing it to come to their conscious awareness around how frustrated they are in that area because people will zero in on what they feel like they can control because they don't want to look over here. And this also goes the other way, right? So I see this also the other way all the time where maybe there's an issue in the relationship or maybe somebody's dating and they are feeling all nervous and confused and what's going on and 
does this person want to be exclusive with me? Is this person dating other people, right? Instead of communicating, they're just having all these games go on in their head, Uh, (laughs) just wondering things, or maybe they're in a relationship and, and they're really questioning it. Or maybe that person is not showing up for them in the way that they desire, or they're just not getting everything out of it. And they, they don't, maybe they don't even know what's wrong or they don't want to admit that it's wrong because they're tired and they don't want to date anymore. And they're scared. They're never going to find anyone else. And all of that is beneath the surface. Those are the deeper fears, the, the, the deeper things that are going on, but there's something that's off in their romantic life. And maybe they are afraid to communicate it to that person, right? So this could be the person who's afraid to have the conversation around, you know, do you see this potentially ever being a real relationship, right? What do you actually want out of this? Um, What's going on here, right? Actually communicating that they're avoiding that. They could be avoiding that. (laughs) They're in this limbo state or, or the person who is struggling to admit to themselves or struggling to communicate within the relationship what they feel like is missing. They're afraid to speak their truth. They're afraid. And that, that could be whether or not you're already in, in a relationship, right? If you are afraid to speak your truth or bring up something that you would like or that you need, if you're afraid to communicate that, and, and maybe that's because you're afraid you're going to be too much or it's going to come off as needy. Maybe it's because you're afraid that it could lead to conflict and you already have all of these limiting beliefs in your head. You've already decided that if there is a disagreement, that's going to lead to a blow up and that person is going to hate you and leave your life. And right, we're just, we're going so far. We like to build stories and let them get so, so far deep. And it's like, whoa, where are we at right now? Right. So maybe they just don't even know how to deal with it. Or they're telling themselves they don't know how, because they do. They're afraid to communicate. They're afraid to admit it to themselves. They're afraid to just handle this energy ball over here. So what they do is they start getting really micromanagey in their business. And maybe they are taking out their frustration on team members. Maybe they are taking out their frustration on on contractors, uh, maybe even on their community, right? Maybe their content is getting uh, a little past spicy and a little a little more aggressive. Maybe they are being sharp in emails. I don't know, right? Maybe they are just feeling like nothing's ever enough in my business. And they're looking at all of the things that are wrong in the business that we need to be doing more here. And why isn't this performing here? And it's again, disproportionate to what's actually going on. This could be the person that is frustrated with every single thing that's produced. Uh, and instead of just communicating what's, what's not the way that it should be and fixing it and having that calm energy and confident energy around it, they're just getting really upset. And again, like misdirecting that frustration because they don't know how to deal with what's going on with their relationship. And so what they do is take it out on the business or an aspect of the business, especially for the perfectionist entrepreneur. It can be really easy for people to get even more in their perfectionist tendencies, be even more in their micromanaging energy, like that control starts to kick in. It's it's this instinct of like, what can I control here? If I feel like this part of my life is out of my control, which is not actually, that's an illusion, then what here can I control? And then people start to step into hyper control as, well, it's a trauma response, right? I see this also happening with family a lot. So if somebody is in a tricky family situation or they're really frustrated with people in their family and they just feel like, 
they can't control it and they can't get out of it. They feel trapped. They feel like people aren't treating them properly, but they feel stuck because a lot of people are, I mean, in deep, in deep illusions and, you know, not healthy relationships when it comes to family members, because there's so much conditioning that we're blood and we stick together forever. And you know what? The thing is that just because somebody's your family member doesn't give them the right to not treat you well. And there's just a lot of really, really deep conditioning and and fear, right? If there's any type of dependency or if, you know, you're just like, I, I want to have a good relationship with my family. And, and what is it that that provides for you, right? And where might you actually be sourcing your stability and safety, your sense of, of stability and safety from the wrong place, I'll say, because if it's sourced outside of you, like that's something to look at. But anyway, this happens a lot with with unhealthy family relationships. And when people feel like I can't get out of this, or they feel like they're tied into obligations, if they're still in that obligation energy, when it comes to family, what they'll do is they'll just micromanage other areas of their life. So that, that could be their relationships that could be their business. And this is when people just keep creating problems or keep feeling like, and acting like speaking, like there's something wrong. Right. And so if there's a piece of your life that you just always feel like is wrong. It's going wrong. Why isn't this working? Why, why can't I figure this out? You're hyper-focused on it. And you're like, if I just figure this out or shift this, it's going to get better. And I'm so frustrated here. This is where, again, zoom out. Is that really the problem? Is that really the problem? Because when people get very much in that perfectionist micromanaging energy, if they are always looking for a problem, creating a problem, finding a problem, then there's a good chance that that's actually just misdirected frustration. And so what we really want to look at is, is where's the real source of frustration? Like that's, that's the stuff to look into. Because if you feel like you have all these family obligations and you have to take care of X, Y, Z, and you have to be there for X, Y, Z, and you feel out of control there, you feel like I have to do this. You're telling yourself that story and you feel like there's nothing you can do, right? You're in that story where you feel totally out of control, you're going to try and overly control other areas of your life that feel like they could be more easily controlled. And I find that people get obsessive about this a lot. You know, this is just so common with entrepreneurs who are so obsessed with their businesses. And it's, it's not just passionate about, it's like next level, like I'm micromanaging it. I don't trust people in my business. I'm not really letting myself be supported. I'm, I'm, working for the business, not letting the business work for me. I'm not letting other people contribute to me. I'm making this harder than it has to be. I'm always looking for something that's wrong. Like people who are really deep in that energy, it's usually because they just don't even want to look at the other places that they're not happy. They don't even want to look at where they don't have fulfilling relationships. They don't really want to admit to themselves that they've outgrown their friends and they're over it and they're looking for something deeper that they really want a partner who truly sees them and they're they have so many fears around vulnerability in relationships. They feel like they don't even know how to date because they've been so head deep in their business. Maybe they still have a heartbreak that they haven't fully healed or, or moved through. Or maybe there is something with the family. Maybe there's a lot of obligations and pressure. Maybe there is something with someone they love where they they experienced a loss or, or a trauma and they they felt that lack of control over what happened. And now they're trying to exert as much control as possible, which usually actually ends up leading to loss of control, but they're trying to overly control another area because they experienced something that really hurt them that they felt like was completely out of their control and they couldn't 
they couldn't stop. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life. I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. So you can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. I will say I did this for years with my health. I talked a lot about healing from the different chronic illnesses I had and and how much neural reprogramming helped me with that, one of many modalities, and energy healing because with the neural reprogramming, it made me realize that I had attached my identity to being the sick person. And I had to really unravel that and uh, identify as as the healthy person and realize that there's so much more to me. But identifying as the sick person was kind of like my excuse to be so hyper-focused on all things health and wellness and healing and just staying really deep in that energy, which is actually just keeping me sick. And with the energy healing, it forced me to see where I was having real energetic blockages and what parts of my life I wasn't looking at and the fears I actually had, which were the roots of why I was overly obsessed with all the health and and wellness stuff. And in my head, I was justified because I was still having symptoms and, and wasn't feeling good. But there was so much more underneath that, that I wasn't allowing myself to see. And for me, I have had a pattern in my life of becoming like really intense about focusing on improving something or getting better in some area because I'm not looking somewhere else. And I was doing that with, with my body and focused so much on, on healing my body that I was just energizing so much of that sickness and and the problems and just, you know, health and wellness was my whole life. And I still love health and wellness, but Obviously, I don't identify as a sick person anymore. It was keeping me, keeping me sick. And because I was so focused on that and that the healing, it was giving me an excuse to 
be a hermit to avoid other things I was feeling, which for me was, and, and then later I did this with my business where I was just so head down and so obsessed with my business working literally all the time, such a workaholic because I didn't want to look at these other areas. For me, that was a lot of childhood trauma, um, a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness I had toward situations and people from earlier in my life, a lot of uh, family wounds I really needed to work through and I just didn't want to look at. I just didn't want to admit I was struggling with my frustration with, with, with the universe and God and source and trying to understand why all this had happened. I was really in this like victim energy. It was also my way of avoiding the whole romantic relationship part of my life because I just didn't want to open myself up to that in terms of vulnerability. I was really afraid to be seen in that way, to be judged in that way. I was hurt from previous experiences. I just didn't want to look over there. I just didn't want to deal with it. And that wasn't conscious for me. It wasn't conscious for me, uh, <laughs> which is why all the health stuff and then the business stuff was an excuse for me to be so busy over here that I didn't have to look at what was the real problem, which was my relationship with myself, my self-trust, my self-love, my relationship with family, my broken heart, my deep trust issues, my insecurities in terms of being open and vulnerable in romantic relationships. And when I started doing a lot of energy work, I mean, it was like there was no hiding, right? I had a lot of sacral stuff. I had a lot of throat chakra stuff, a lot of heart chakra stuff. And even when I started doing energy work, I was like, I mean, in the context of healing my body, I was so focused on like, what's wrong with my solar plexus, right? Because it's my digestion. <laughs> and it's like, yo, it's, it's not your solar plexus. It's your sacral. It's your throat. And I was like, what? I'm so outspoken right? I'm, I say what I think, but there's so much that I needed to say and needed to get out that I still wasn't because I was suppressing how, how I really felt, right? So I was, yeah, my throat chakra, I guess, was, was open in certain areas of my life, but in other areas of my life, I wasn't communicating. I wasn't expressing. And I had to look at those places. And so those are just some examples from my own life, but I see this all the time with, with clients that, that come to me. It's really common with entrepreneurs it's common with people in general because a lot of us learn these really avoidant tendencies, right? We, we learn to avoid any potential conflict. A lot of people fear conflict. We learn to people please. We learn to not ruffle feathers or rock the boat. We learn to suppress ourselves so that other people feel more comfortable. And then we have all these energy blocks and we get sick or we wake up one day and we built something huge and we achieved all the things we thought we wanted, but we still feel unfulfilled. We don't have fulfilling relationships. We feel alone in a crowded room all the time. And we're like, what the hell were we doing? Right. And, and people feel like that all the time. And if you don't want to feel like that, then the question becomes, what am I avoiding? <laughs> so if you're feeling frustrated, if you are micromanaging something, if you're really in your perfectionist tendencies in a specific area of your life, if you are really obsessed with with fixing something or or growing something is that the genuine desire is that something really to move through because maybe it is but is it misdirected frustration the other example i want to give is i see this for people who get upset with um <laughs> they get upset with other people sharing their opinion they want the rest of the world to stop they want the rest of the world to stop so that they're okay 
right? This is triggering me. So you can't post it. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. You're getting frustrated with everybody else. You're pointing fingers at everybody else and wanting everybody else to change or stop instead of actually looking at what you're really frustrated with, which is something within yourself. Right. Or this is the person who with, you know, I think this is really common with things like astrology, human design, Enneagram, and people will get very triggered by this. It's fascinating to me or like personality tests. And I remember seeing this a lot in, uh, in college, like with the different psychology tests, I, I studied uh, psych in college and people would get so triggered by that kind of thing and saying that it's limiting them. Well, here's the thing. Any, no, nothing can limit you except yourself, right? If a tool doesn't resonate with you, then you just don't have to step into it. But it was funny because I was tuning into this with, um, I was tuning into this recently with my guides and they were just saying like, I was like, what is with all these people getting so upset about these tools? And they're like, this is the misdirected frustration piece of instead of looking at why that's really triggering them or upsetting them, they're getting angry at the tool. But with any, any tool for self-exploration, you can use it to empower yourself and to explore, or you can use it in a way that maybe isn't that productive or maybe is disempowering. But the way that somebody uses a tool is a lot more about what they believe about themselves, what they believe about their own inner power, their self-confidence, their self-trust than anything else. It's not really about the tool itself, right? So it's kind of like the example of a hammer. You can use a hammer to hammer a nail into the wall so that you can hang up your new photo and the hammer has served its purpose. You can also accidentally drop the hammer and break your foot, right? That's not great. That's, I really hope that doesn't happen to anybody. Is it the hammer's fault? Does that mean that we should get rid of all hammers? It's responsibility with using the tool, right? And so, um, and this is this is so acknowledged when you actually get into these spaces. You know, like um, I remember getting into a thing with somebody about the Enneagram, and I was like, I'm not super into like I like the Enneagram, but uh, I don't know. I don't think anything is perfectly exact. I mean, there's no way to be perfectly exact. We're all so individual. But talking to somebody who's really triggered about it. And I was just like, well, if you don't like it, then just don't use it. You know? And she's like, well, there's all this stuff and it's saying that I'm this way and that way. It's not, it's not saying anything about, it doesn't even know you. It doesn't even know you. Right. But this is where like, to me, it's very interesting because it often parallels somebody's, somebody's underlying beliefs around people's intentions in general. And when people have an underlying belief that the world is out to get them, that everybody is against them, that they always have to prove themselves, that somebody's going to steal from them, take from them. If people have an underlying belief that people's intentions in general are not that pure or solid and that people are actually out to get them and people aren't nice, that often like translates over into how they see tools like that. Like, oh, this is all out to get me and it's here to limit me. And the thing is that nothing can limit you. <laughs> like only you can limit you, right? So somebody could give me a whole, I don't know, numerology reading or do they do like Enneagram readings, Enneagram reading or whatever. And like, if somebody tells me something and there's stuff in there that doesn't resonate with me, then I just like let it go. If it's triggering me, it's probably because there's something within me that like needs to explore some aspect of that, right? Because otherwise it just doesn't poke a wound. And then I don't feel triggered. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really land. Um, and that's fine. And you you just move on. But the thing is that if 
like, let's say somebody gives me, I don't know, like an Enneagram analysis or whatever. And half of what they say, I just don't like, and I don't agree with. And it's telling me that I'm, I mean, as a type eight, right. That can be really, (laughs) I'm a type eight and, and people will like, they have already judgments around type eights and like type eights are aggressive and obnoxious and too much and hard asses and whatever it is. And it's like, I don't really care. Like, because everybody else can say whatever they want. Like you don't even know me. So I I just don't, I just don't care. And just because people might have a negative association with type eight doesn't mean that I hate the Enneagram. Like, I mean, it's, it, 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 I think it resonates a lot of it, but then there are aspects of it that are, are speaking to wounded, wounded parts of a type eight. And maybe there are some of those that just don't really land with me. Maybe there are others that definitely were me and I've moved through. Maybe there are some of those that are still things that I'm, I'm moving through. But if somebody's giving me that analysis, I'm not sitting there thinking this person's out to get me. This person is looking to tear me down. This person is looking to tell me that I'm not good enough or wrong. I'm not seeing it that way because my underlying belief is that that person is sharing this information because they are hoping this is helpful, right? They're, they're hoping that this is going to be transformational and, and support it, right? So it's what are my underlying subconscious beliefs around that person's intentions, right? And what are, what are you already deciding about some of these tools and why people are sharing them? Like, do you really think people are so passionate about these things and sharing them because they, they're looking to poke at people? Like, like it's usually because it's been really supportive and and liberating and freeing and, and helpful in their life. And so they're sharing it because they think maybe this will support somebody else. And, you know, if other people don't resonate, that's not, that's not an issue, right? Then it's not for them. But my point is if the, I mean, if anything is really triggering you, there's something in there for you that you can grow through. And like, it doesn't feel good to get triggered all the time. Right. So for me, I'm like, anything that's triggered me, I definitely want to look at. Cause like, I don't want to feel triggered all the time. And if I'm living with any underlying beliefs that like p- people or things are out, are out to get me, then that's not the kind of energy that I want to be putting out into my reality. <laughs> right. So my point is like, it's not, it's not about the tool. It's not really about the tool and people will get really frustrated with these things or even these like random tests they take, I don't know, on the internet, whatever it is. And they get really frustrated. And it's like, what is this misdirected frustration coming from? What are you actually frustrated about? Is it that tool? Or is it that time when you were 10, that somebody made a judgment about you and it made you feel ashamed and embarrassed and messed with your self-confidence and you still haven't gotten over it. And that wound is what is being poked at right then. It's not really about the tool, right? So what is, what is the frustration really about? Is it about that you think people are judging you? And where did that begin? Where did that start? So these are just a few examples of misdirected frustration. Again, really common pattern. I see all the time. I definitely do this and I pull myself out and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I'm getting so wrapped up in this. What is this really about? And it requires radical self-honesty. And in that moment, I can say, you know what? Oh man, I was getting so wrapped up in that because actually this thing over here, I'm not feeling aligned with. And I just don't want to face it. Right. This is this happened to me many times in my business where there's something in my business that I just know I need to let go of and I don't want to face that. I need to let go of it because it feels like an ordeal or it used to it it does really well for me, but it's just not feeling like it's in resonance anymore. And so then I'm like busy keeping myself busy and distracted over here because I don't want to look over there. But 
the truth always rises. It's always going to come up, right? And we can't distract ourselves forever. And the sooner we let ourselves be very honest about what isn't feeling good and what we're really frustrated about, these are the opportunities for us to release what isn't serving us anymore and create space for what is what is a vibrational match to come in, create space for something better to come in. As long as we're holding on to things, avoiding things, we're just in this limbo state energetically and we're not creating space for what we really desire to come to us. Or we are staying in a limbo state in our relationship. We're not communicating, right? These are these are really beautiful opportunities for, for development and growth and, and becoming better versions of ourselves, more expanded versions of ourselves, showing ourselves that, we are so much more capable than, than we think, right? Because part of this is living in an illusion that we can't deal with that, or we don't know what to, what to do over there, or we're not confident enough. We don't know how to communicate well enough, right? Any of those limiting beliefs, we get to face head on and be like, actually, I, I can face this. I can move through this and I can do it gracefully and easily and elegantly. And it's only going to result in even better things because I am showing up authentically in my truth and uh, the universe rewards courage and bravery and staying in alignment with your highest truth. And those are things to remember. So questions that are helpful are, what am I avoiding? What am I ready to be honest with myself about? What am I not admitting to myself? What am I not seeing here? What am I actually frustrated about? What isn't the way that I want it to be? Where do I feel like I don't have control? Because is it really about this that I'm trying to micromanage? Or is it about something else, something bigger, something deeper? That is where the gold lies. So I'm going to wrap up there for today's episode. If this was helpful, please take a screenshot and share it to social media and tag me at Christina, the channel tag at Christina, the channel pod. I always appreciate that. If you think it would help somebody in your life, then maybe shoot them the link. And I'm sure they will appreciate that, that, energy share there. And I really hope this is illuminating. So let me know what this brought up for you. You can share it in the private community forum. If you go to christinathechannel.com slash membership, you can sign up for free there and connect with other community members. It's a great place to ask questions and share reflections and get support. So I would love to see you there. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode. 